Hi, I'm Manu Bennett. I played Deathstroke in uh, Arrow. Now I'm in the Shinara Chronicles. Welcome to the Movieville Podcast. Oh, that's brilliant. That's so good. <laughs> Welcome to the Movieville Podcast, episode 40. Is it? Yeah. Where are we today? We're talking. What are we talking about today? Help, help. Uh, we're talking about a bunch of things, actually. There's things. Um, general update. Yeah, general update. What we've been watching. Um, <laughs> What's your name? I'm Corin. I'm Kushal. Excellent. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, no, we're good. We're, so we're talking about a bunch of things this month. We have seen a lot of things. We've finally got the opportunity to watch more films, and Kushal's got his, uh, managed to get his hands on Netflix so he can. <laughs> You can watch a bunch of things now. Yeah, that was a that's better, isn't it? It's like I'm gonna do this movie and film like TV based podcast. You got Netflix? No. <laughs> okay. <coughs> I have it now. Thanks cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. So yeah, how have you been? How's your week? Month? Uh, in terms of movies and film and stuff. Really good, actually. I've had loads, lots of time to catch up, watch tons of things. Um, been having a, a, a slightly more relaxing time at work, which has been nice. Um, I won't say relaxing. Engaging is a better, better, better way of saying it. So work is more enjoyable. So, yeah. have a, a fright. I'm always scared to say this, but I'm having a good month. How about you? Run up to Christmas already? Uh, yeah. Um... Yeah, things are things are going pretty well. Just kind of trying to get through life and um, yeah. <laughs> just get it done. Just get it done. Uh, yeah, you know, same as you. The the film thing and and everything else keeps me going. It's good. Okay. Anything of uh, what's of note this week? A few things of note actually this week. Um, yeah. We've had a bunch of things, bunch of trailers release. This month, um, we've seen uh, under the Star Wars international trailer that dropped this week. Um, pretty much the same footage that we've seen so far, but we's, there's a bit more, bit more footage of Darth Vader in it. A couple more shots of the Death Star. Does he talk yes. in it? Does he talk in it? No, he does this weird thing with his hand. And then uh, Shit, also, I've not seen that. I haven't seen that. And also, Death the Death Star is destroying another planet, which is cool. Um, so we get to see the Death Star in action. Oh, that'd be good because obviously, so yeah. It's a, I was reading a description of the trailer at some point, and it said we get to see more of the Death Star in this film than we have ever, obviously. It's, so it's not a Death Star, it's a battle station. They specifically call it a Death Star in the trailer. Cool. So yeah, um, that, and then we've also seen uh, a Ghost in the Shell trailer teaser. Oh even. God, no. I need, you know, I when I saw this, it doesn't mean much to me. It... it <sighs> Angers me that they've done it. The concept. <laughs> it doesn't mean much to you, but it still makes you angry. As in the the you know the teaser doesn't mean much to me, but I understand okay. what I was reading was. Um, now correct me if I'm wrong here. The character of this female in Ghost in the Shell represents, uh, strongly represents something about Japanese culture or something. Is that right? Something. This is this is like a whole podcast in and of itself. The Ghost I, in look, the I Shell, haven't seen Ghost in the Shell, man. I Ghost in the Shell anime sort of films and then a, a miniseries is messing with that is is like anime sacrilege. 
why would you do that? And why would you whitewash it? I mean, really? Ah, we did a podcast about that subject. I don't want to talk about it too much. Just annoyed. They could only make up for it if the film was like just an, which is not going to be, you can tell from the trailer, just like an amazing chart topping world new amount grossing thing. I don't know. I think it's going to be another Ian Flux. That was a good film, wasn't it? With the sound off. No. Um, <clears throat> yeah. What, what else? Uh, a Valerian trailer has released. You haven't seen this yet, have you? No. When I first saw the teaser of this, it, it strongly reminded me of Mass Effect. It was, it was brilliant because they had all sorts of different creatures in there, um, races and all this, all this other stuff. And there's um, a lot of hints of Mass Effect in there. It, everyone, when it was trending on Twitter, everyone thought it was a Mass Effect movie. It's brilliant. On that note, there's a new Mass Effect game. There is Mass Effect Andromeda, which is out in March, I believe. Yeah, man. Are you excited? I'm so excited. I, I watched the trailer and and I was bouncing up and down. Why? What if someone listening hasn't played Mass Effect? What does that What does that mean? I guess a Mass Effect is um, to me it's it's one of the the best games ever made, best game series like ever the, made, one of the best games ever made. Just like Halo, Halo to me, I know Halo is more of a personal thing. I don't know if it's it's probably the best thing, but to me, it's it's definitely amazing. So Mass Effect is a uh, how do you call it? It's a, I want to call it futuristic. It sounds really just elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mass Effect is a game in which you. Um, take the role of a Commander Shepard. Now, Commander Shepard can be either a male or female, dependent on your choice. But whatever choice you make, the outcome is is virtually the same. Um, but it's just based on preference. But anyway, you traverse the, the multiverse and um, you go in search of different races and you go out on missions uh, on different planets and you build a team of three. Three? Uh, you can take out three yes. from your team. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of beat the shit out of people. And you can... Uh, there's different deep. roles. There's that's different deep. classes. Yeah. yeah, Different classes. So you can be just a soldier. You can be a person who has biotic powers, which means you can... It's like force, basically, is the best way I can explain it. Right. So the guys that made Mass Effect, Mass Effect are big fans of Star Wars. Uh, they didn't want to just make another Star Wars sort of uh, inspired universe. They wanted to make a new world. They made Knights of the Old Republic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's same company, isn't it? Made, made so heavily involved in all the Bioware Star Wars games. Um, so they wanted to do this, and it then it was uh, in many ways. It, I think it, it sort of has turned into a, a big labor of love. Uh, it's got some very interesting characters different races they've still got that thing where you have this uh homogenic race where <laughs> aliens from other planets don't have in, in interplanetary politics they're all the same if they're from one planet yes um but yeah uh, they do touch on that in the second and hopefully new game yeah i think that i mean the i think it was more so the third one where kind of everything kind of split apart and everything went to shit it was brilliant and it's interesting, even with the biotic powers, they try and add as much of a sort of pseudoscience background mm. to what 
the character is able to do that seems almost supernatural. Um, very fun game to play if no one's ever played it. Uh, I wouldn't have a problem going back and playing the whole thing from scratch. Yeah. You could play on easy and watch it as an interactive movie. Yeah, because the, the one of the beauties of this game is whilst whilst uh, ultimately the your actions affect the rest of the game that that there are a number of different endings and obviously what you do in that game affect specific endings. But ultimately the outcome is the same essentially. Cool. So I think we've we we'll get our commission for that now. I hope so. Come on, by the way. Send us send us a new game to review. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. We never thought of that. Okay. Um what else you've been working on? Um I had something there, what is it? Oh yeah. Uh been uh, writing a script for Amazon. Okay. No, they haven't they haven't commissioned me to write a script. I think no. getting, I tweeted this out. <laughs> I said, I'm writing a script for a pilot. And I've, I've been a couple of people tweeting me saying, really? What is it about? Who's it for? And it's just people are getting the wrong end of it. But it's still a pretty big deal. I think this, took, this age that we live in where we're able to just write something and send it out to a big company for them to evaluate is, is next level. No one would have ever thought of, about this. In- I think it's nice that you mentioned that because it's worth talking about how, that's, how easy that is. Um. Now that I mean, Netflix is still used in in a sort of old world of commissioning where they have showrunners and um, scripts um, are are submitted through this mysterious world of agents, and writers seem to need agents to get through to Netflix. You can't directly submit to Netflix, mm. but Amazon has. Um, everything well a lot of their stuff online they've got suggested subjects online they've got apps online they tell you the submission process and how you need to format the thing Um, and they even have a piece of software online called Amazon Storyteller Story Writer Story Writer um, that that helps you write the thing with the correct format um, ready and the actual software submits to Amazon which is pretty cool Um, there's another piece of software in there as well isn't there yeah, story. It might be storyteller. Is the way you plan using the um, well, it's much like Trello. Okay. So there's the planner, and then there's the writer itself. It's pretty cool. Well, that's interesting because I, when I do writing, I use Trello to move blocks of stories around because it's easy to drag and drop the blocks on a on a Kanban Kanban story board. builder. It's called. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to check that out because I've not used it. I've looked at story writer. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, it looks like they've just stolen uh, the Scrivener interface. Scrivener is cool. Um, I'm waiting to trial the software from the self-publishing podcast guys who have got story something, story, uh, I can't remember the name of it. They've been like, I think it's in beta testing at the moment. They've made their own software, an online Scrivener beta thing, and they've got a lot of experience. Um, I tell you what's not on this list is uh, I've been listening to Death City, Dead Dead City, sorry, the self-publishing podcast guys experiment where they've put their book online um, as an audio book and a podcast that comes out every week. 
it's in tiny little sort of five, ten minute chapters. I'm on chapter, I'm up to date, which is on chapter 60 something. From about chapter 30 or 40, it starts getting really interesting. About midway through the 40s, it gets very interesting. Really enjoying that story. Have you heard any of it at all? I've read the first one. The first, episode one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a zombie book. There you go. It's no, it's no secret. We can see the cover of that. Um, and I, I, I've been listening to the self-publishing guys for quite a while, and I, I've never really read anything they've done. I just kind of assume that they're good writers. And listening to Dead City, I can now validate that these guys know what they're talking about. They're pretty good writers. Enjoying that. Um, what else have I done? Justice 2 I've written. Oh, yeah, I saw some uh, footage for the second Justice League film, which is really the first Justice League film, but if you count Batman versus Superman, then it's the second one. Um, did you enjoy the Wonder Woman trailer? Absolutely, I did. <laughs> really? No, it was good. It was really good. Um, my wife is is really excited for that because she, she, she really digs the the Wonder Woman character, and the one that we saw in Batman v Superman was was just like the, we we spoke about it. It's just like the one in Justice League is the the Wonder Woman that we're waiting for. Um, and I'm glad I'm glad they chose they casted who they casted because they, I'm glad the focus wasn't on just picking a you know a bulky sort of woman who's who looks like she can <laughs> bulky sort of woman because um, the the Wonder Woman in the in the animated series is you know she's tall. Um, she 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 could mess anyone up. Um, whereas Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, is <laughs> what's funny? I'm trying to find her name. Um, Gal Gadot. She uh, not to say that she looks weak, but she wouldn't have been my first choice for a Wonder Woman. That makes sense. Okay. But I'm I'm glad they chose. Who would have been your first choice? I, I wouldn't know. I don't know. Well, that's not very fair on her then, is it? What, Gal Gadot? Yeah. You're not my first choice. Well, who's your first choice? I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. I, know I'm, I guess I'm also glad they didn't just pick someone white, which is great. Sure, I'm sure she's white. She's not white. She's like, what is she? Yeah, that's what I think. When I look at her, I think she's not white. What? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Are you looking at what she is? She's Israeli. Is that white? It's. She, it, I think it's. I don't think. I don't know how to answer your question. It's. It's a. It's a spectrum. She's on it, and she's down the white end. But Wonder Woman is traditionally Caucasian white, so uh, she's Greek. I mean, you know, an Israeli can play a Greek. What's wrong with that? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I don't know about Black Widow playing Tokyo police officer. That's, that's different. Um, yes. Uh, Ragnarok. Yeah. Did you see some footage from that? Have you seen the footage of it? Ragnarok. There was a, a leaked trailer for Thor Ragnarok from Comic Con. No, I have only seen the Thor take some time off. That's cool. Video. Yeah. yeah. When he chills with uh, his mate, he moves in with a guy. Um, and uh, let's stick it in the show notes. What's it called? You're going to find it. You find it? Shall I find it? 
What's that? The vacation teaser trailer. Is that what it is? The thing that you saw? Yeah, where he yeah, chills yeah. and he, yeah. go, he goes and lives with a guy and yeah, sort of vacation teaser trailer. His, yeah, that that was that was good. Bit of Ragnarok in there. So that was good. Okay, Guardians. I would, I'm sure we've done a podcast since then, haven't we? What, Guardians? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's still not out, though. No, uh, but the trailer came out. It dropped. When did it drop? There will be another trailer, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, the uh, the trailer dropped for uh, that a long time ago, a few days, a few weeks ago, actually. Uh, but that was that was pretty cool. Um a lot of the same sort of same vibe as Guardians One, using the same music, still playing off the whole. You know, um, you brought this up in one of the podcasts. The music that oh, yeah, he yeah. ties into yeah. his, well, his mom's death or whatever. Um, so I like that. I like that they keep it consistent, um, which is actually interesting because it brings me to something else that I want to talk about. I watched Star Trek Beyond a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And um, one of the standout scenes to me was, have you seen Star Trek Beyond? Yes, yes. Okay. The scene where they need to destroy all of those little ships. Uh, near the beginning? Towards the end. Towards the end. Okay, yeah. And they play Sabotage. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's That directly ties in, obviously, to the, the first scene in the first Star Trek. The new Star Trek, obviously. Where he uh, carjacks that he could he, he jacks that car his stepdad's car yeah uh, and he plays the music and he plays sabotage oh okay yeah so that's that's cool where he gets that music from oh right I didn't notice that that's yeah that's yeah. cool um, which is why he he stops and says good choice which is really cool all <laughs> oh, um, right that's lonely but that's cool <laughs> uh, I don't know but it's, I just said this one just a talking point, I guess. That um, might be something we talk about in the future podcast about music and how it ties yes. into stuff like that because we briefly spoke about it on Guardians of the Galaxy. How obviously that um, what is it called? What was that song? Blue suede. More than the feeling. What is it called? More than the feeling. More than the feeling. What is it called? Yeah, that one. That one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. How it ties into that was the last song that you heard. There you go. I'm sure everyone can identify it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the last song he heard when his mum died. But that'd be interesting for us to talk about is that that kind of stuff. Um, okay. Well, I think I need to do loads more research because I kind of yep. don't pay enough attention. Okay. Um, so I finished reading Lords of the Sith. That was a great book. Um, what is it about? It's about Vader. Did we talk about this last podcast? I can't remember. You you briefly mentioned it. I don't know if you he might have started it or something back then. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll cover it very briefly. It's a good book. Um, geared uh, me up for uh, Rogue One. It's um, Vader and he's Vader when he's new, um, and a bunch of Twi'leks fighting a rebellion on the Felugia, Flare, the planet the Twi'leks come from, which I can't remember right now. Terrible, bad, naughty Star Wars person, and uh, Vader. Vader and um, the, the interesting thing to read about is Vader and Palpatine's Vader and Sidious's relationships quite sort of new, um, and and they're almost not quite testing each other. Sidious, Ryloth. 
Ah, yeah, Ryloth. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of a completely different place then. Um, Sidious is almost testing Vader. Um, and as you're reading it, you think, even though you know the story as you're reading it, there's bits where Vader seems to be getting flashbacks to his life as Anakin. And you think, oh, I wonder what's going to happen here. And then he sort of, Sorts and sorts his head out and turns around and just massacres a whole load of people. And you think, oh, okay, yeah, of course, I, of course, I know the rest of this story. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yeah, the whole thing takes place in and around Ryloth, uh, and there's some pretty amazing scenes. This is a book, and it reads like you're reading a, a something that would be an interesting mini movie. So, very much looking forward to Rogue One, which takes place, I'm th- think, just after Lords of the Sith. Uh, it made me go back and play lots more Battlefront. You bought Battlefront. I did buy Battlefront. I started playing it. You enjoying it? I I played it once uh, <sighs> and I, I enjoyed it. Only once? Only once so far. I've been playing uh, Deus Ex. Oh. Mankind Divided. Is that a new one? Yes. Is, oh, it must be good. It's brilliant, man. It's so good. I I absolutely love it. There's a, there's a handful of games where I, I will absolutely fall in love with and um, Deus Ex is one of them. The Halo is the other one. Mass Effect is the other. These three games I absolutely love. Um, but Deus Ex is... It's 14 Really? You've got Siri on telling you the time. What is that shit? Why do you need what? <laughs> it's 14 hours. Um... It's 14 hours and one minute. The first one was, takes place in um, a place called Hengsha. Okay. Which is... Is it an actual place? I don't know. No. I, don't think I have no idea. Um, but we're in a time where humans have uh, kind of I don't know, evolved into people um, where they can, uh, I guess, adapt to cybernetics. and mm, Nanorobotics. And a, a large chunk of the world's population, I suppose, depend on cybernetics to survive and, yeah. and do the everyday day-to-day things. They don't necessarily fight or anything. They're just normal people, but they have cybernetics to help them get around or whatever. Uh, and it's this big thing in the future. Um, the uh, Should I ruin the game? You've finished it, have you? No, I haven't started, I haven't started playing it yet. Okay, fine. Um, the second game is, uh, it takes place after the events of the first game which I can't obviously spoil now, but it's, it's brilliant. Um, it's an old game that's obviously they, they bought to the new generation of consoles and it started years ago on the PC. Um, but it's a good game. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's a, it takes a huge, takes a huge, uh, page out of some of Stephen Hawking's work where he talks about how humans have entered a new stage of evolution where we're just evolving ourselves. Um, and uh, yeah, it's nice, nice uh, thing to explore. It's, it's really deep. About, it's yeah. not just, you yeah. know, shoot them up. It's a, it's obviously much oh, more no, than that. Deus Ex has never been that. Yeah. It's uh, it, um, it delves so much more deeper into it and it alludes to things that happened in today's age and they reflect it in their own game. It's brilliant. It was, actually, I don't know if you know this, there's, um, in the second, in the new one, um, they use uh, the hashtag Org's Lives Matter. Have you heard about this? 
Org's Lives Matter. Yeah, that's cool. So the people like obviously whose Black Lives Matter got really pissed off for them, and they said, "You're, you're taking the piss, basically." No, it's creating awareness. Well, it is well, exactly what's doing, and this is what they said. They said, "No, we're, we're using this way before everything happened." But the point of this thing is, is to, is to illustrate the importance of it. Have you seen any movies? <laughs> Let's talk about movies. I've actually played. Uh, I watched <laughs> plenty of movies. You've played plenty of movies. What's the what's the big one you've seen <coughs> last couple of weeks? Doctor Strange. I've been getting asked about that a lot. It's good. It's good film. I've been giving it a rough eight out of ten verbal score. Um, it was a good film. It was very funny. It was a good laugh. It was a, a great sort of adventure. It the pace was a little bit too fast for my taste. That's just me being picky. The ending was a little bit weak. I wanted something more engaging, deeper philosophy. I mean, Doctor Strange is a character that he's working. Uh, he's just over the line, isn't he? Everything else has pseudoscience behind it. Doctor Strange is, no, nah, fuck that. He's just doing magical shit. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is what we were talking about when we were talking about the, before it released. Yeah. Everything so far has been pseudoscience. Pretty much. When we break the barrier of pseudoscience into magic, it just, it, it becomes a different world completely. Um, I mean, even the character itself, I'm not, I'm not hugely versed on Doctor Strange, so I'm not, you know, his background or whatever. But the name Doctor Strange in itself is just, you know, that alarm bells ringing all over the place because... That in itself should say what this this film is 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 basically about to about to tell you. I guess it's good. Yeah, it's still good. It's still. I mean, it didn't, there wasn't too much. Um, well, Deus Ex Machina weirdness going on with the magic. The magic was used as a tool, uh, very much in the way the Thor films were made. So didn't I didn't mind. That's what I should do. I didn't mind too much, um, and. Uh, Simba Slatch. What's his name? Simba what? Simba. Simba Slash. Clumber Match. Oh, yeah. Benedict. Clumber Match. Eggs Benedict. What? Yep. Clumber Match. He's simply marvellous. He's so good at this. Yeah, it's it's almost as though... I'm trying to compare his performance to something else but there isn't you know when you get actors who just play the same role in different films and they'll carry it over to another film and do the same thing and the same thing over again this is the most simplistic way I can explain it this guy knows how to play a very specific role in in everything that he does even if it's just fine-tuning something that to make make him make him seem so different to everything that he plays. I couldn't compare this to any of his previous performances. Yeah, there's an engaging, vivid portrayal of any character that he's trying to become. And everyone else suddenly just feels like an extra that just turned up on the day. And there's some big names in this film. Yeah. Kubla Khan. Um, Regina George. Who's Regina George? Come on. <laughs> mean Girls. You've seen Mean Girls, right? 
You've not seen Mean Girls. Why would I watch a film called Mean Girls? Why would I even watch that? They've already filtered me out at the adding a title stage. Who else is in this film? Are you a big fan of Mean Girls? Absolutely. It's, it's a big film for our generation. It really is. I feel you're not including me in that generation. No, you're not in that generation at all. <laughs> you're a few years out, I'm afraid. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. A, yeah. So another reason. The generation almost below me is watching a film called Mean Girls. Why would I want to? It's an odd film. It's almost 10 years old now, I think. Is it really good? Would you recommend it? I would. It, it's a dark comedy, I would say. Almost. Mean watch goodness. it. Yeah, watch it. It's it's interesting. Lindsay Lohan at her finest. It, before she broke down. <laughs> Is it as good as The Accountant? I want you to talk about this because you had a lot to say after we finished this and I don't know how, how I felt but it's interesting. It's interesting that you say that but why do you tell me your opinion first and I'll tell you something interesting that I had the other day. The Accountant has a, 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 has a missing subtitle. We went to see The Accountant uh, with Ben Affleck and the subtitle of the film is The Accountant. He's not Batman. Um, <laughs> would you agree with that? You liked this film, didn't you? Yes. Yes and no. There were there were parts of the film I really enjoyed. Um, did I enjoy it as a whole? Yeah, I think it's a good kind of just popcorn watch. It wasn't, you know, really deep and it was great to throw on. Okay, I'll tell you my issue with it then. Go on. It was a great film in terms of its cinematography direction it's been laid out and, and thought about how are we going to demonstrate these scenes just the general com overly complex story was unnecessary and not engaging and the story points weren't really that powerful the structure was kind of all over the place it again felt like a first draft that needed to be rearranged a lot uh and apart from just having a very weak story as an excuse for Ben Affleck doing a load of action and just showing off the the sort of physical skills he's probably learnt training for the Batman uh, Justice League films, what was really annoying was that he had an he had Oracle, this person in his car that just talks to him and tells him where to go and sort shit out for him. He had a hideout. And he was like, just crept around and crept around in the dark like a ninja. No one could catch him. Um, and if you, if you go back, is it Flashpoint? Uh, Flashpoint comics um, mm. or the animated film? Or there's there's a there's one. Yeah, no, that's it. It's one of the animated one of the animated series of Justice uh, the Justice League where they go back and a thing has happened. I think. Flash died. Yeah, no, it's not Flashpoint. It's another one where Flash died. And everyone's gone weird. And he's trying to do everything he can to prevent it from happening again, right? Or something like this. Yeah, I might, yeah. I might be just confusing two storylines. 
let's rewind back to the point. The point is that they go back, they hit a parallel storyline, a parallel timeline, <coughs> excuse me, where um, Batman's using guns. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's his dad. It's his flashpoint. Uh, is it, uh, and the son got killed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is flashpoint. Yeah, because remember, we watched this. Uh, he comes back. Thomas is crazy. And yeah. he's drinking, he's using guns, and he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, and, and Bruce and his mum were killed. And it's the dad that became Batman, and he's a nutter, and he uses guns. That's the accountant. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to just say watch it, but not in the cinema, <laughs> because there's, there's a, a head nod, a huge head nod to... Um, well, um, various the autistic spectrum is 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 of central focus in part of this storyline. Uh, it's cool. That was a cool part of the story, but it seems to be yeah, muffled by the everything else. The not Batman without without that whole that was I suppose that was a primary kind of key plot point there that the fact that he had autism and that was the primary driving force behind this character. If that wasn't in there, this, there wouldn't have been a film. This film would have been horrible. I saw this, uh, you know this vlogger guy I told you about, this Casey Neistat guy, filmmaker on YouTube. Yeah. Um, he reviewed it on, on one of his episodes and he says, it should have been a great movie. The edit is not good. It's too slow. If he took four hours in iMovie, he could probably take the movie from a C plus to an A minus, but the cast was good. But it's still autistic Thomas Wayne. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the accountant. He's not Batman. Um, there you go. So that's that film. Review done. I watched 100 Eyes. Yeah, what was that like? That was really cool. I, I, I think um, Marco Polo series on Netflix is underrated. People don't talk about it enough. It's not reviewed or mentioned in many places. It's not... I described it to someone recently as being not... A, a, a new guy starting at work. Where I work he, said, um, he said, is it good? And I said, well, look, I'm, I'm going to say it's not awesome, but it's good. Most importantly, it's not shit, which is more than can be said for a lot of the stuff that Netflix is pumping out. Shannara. The Shannara Chronicles. I watched the first season of the Shannara Chronicles with Manu Bennett. Um, Manu Bennett lives in his own pantomime all of the time. And it's an absolute joy to watch him in everything. This is the guy that played Deathstroke in uh, the, the Arrow TV series. And... Uh, he just can't shake that accent, <laughs> no matter what he does. Um, and he plays a druid in the Shinara. Watch more than two episodes and you'll just want to just talk like Manu Bennett about everything. I'm going to make a coffee and go for a shit. Um, <laughs> it's, it's fun to watch. It's nice to see, I think it's Terry Brooks, the author of the original um, Shannara series of books, uh, Sword of Shannara, and all those books. 
they're quite old books and um uh, I'm, I'm really happy to see them being turned into a TV series. It's just not great. <laughs> and it's not not shit either. It, there's some really shitty bits of this. Their casting choices are, are weird. Um, it feels like Bennett's got such a strong on-screen presence. He doesn't have anyone to, you know, act against. He just like just takes over the place. Um, I went a step further and watch Gone. You know, it's interesting. I just, I just found out. Uh, the two guys who created Smallville were the guys who created Shannara Chronicles. Uh, Alfred Goff and Miles Miller. Oh, right. Okay. They created that. This, uh, so I can imagine what it's going to be like. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. That's a very similar feeling. The only reason I would watch Smallville and I did watch Smallville was because of obviously the, you know, the, what it was attached to, but if that wasn't related to what it was related to, I just wouldn't even touch it. Exactly. Yep. Um, but now I've done that thing where I've watched the first season. So when the season two comes out, I'm just going to have to watch a little bit of it, see if it's, you know. And and Bennett's a druid, so he basically doesn't die. He just gets reborn on this druid stone. So he's going to be in it all the way. <laughs> all, all, what you, what's that? See, we're trying to see what he looks like. Oh, in the in the thing. Oh, he looks cool, man. He's got skin fade. <laughs> He's a druid with a skin fade. So strange. So weird. Yeah, I I reckon he just stays in those clothes. Just goes home, goes out shopping. I'd want to I'd want to see that. Oh, please, I want to see that on YouTube. Manu Bennett out shopping in his druid outfit with his skin fade, just threatening people. Talking in the way he does to everyone around him. What else? Sword of Destiny, I watched. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. No, that came out a few months ago. I think I, don't, I, I saw it, but I didn't. I haven't picked up yet. This is a kind of part two to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Was it as good? No. No. <laughs> That's a simple answer. Um, oh, man. Everyone's speaking English. It's in English. When did they all learn English? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say they've had more than enough time. It's, it's, what? It's, yeah, that's kind of sucky. Yeah, it's really weird. It doesn't fit. But it's because they've got like half the um, Marco Polo cast in there. Oh, and I'm guessing there might, I'm not, I don't know, might be a related production company because Michelle Yeoh is suddenly appearing in Marco Polo. Set recycling? Uh, set, costume, actors, everything. Uh, and yeah, again, lots of Chinese people um, and Japanese people, Korean people, and people from all parts of East Asia with a grand menu of accents when they're speaking English. And this makes it even more distracting because it's not as if everyone's speaking um, a sort of standard British English or everyone's speaking the same regional English. There's like one guy with like a, all right, <laughs> British accent <laughs> over here. And there's another guy over here who's obviously from <laughs> somewhere further south. And then there's uh, like, uh, just bring in a Scottish Chinese guy, just finish it off. What? And then- because it's just weird. It's like I'm 
these are all different English accents, but everyone's effectively well. They're supposed to be in in China, in like sort of two hundred, two three hundred years ago. I don't. It's very weird. From terms in terms of the sets, the choreography, um, and all that stuff. Yeah, it was all right. It's probably worth a watch, but it's just disturbing. It's, yeah, there's a lot of strange things going on. Um, and you get a bit of that in Marco Polo as well. But Marco Polo seems to be good enough to let it not be affected by that. Yeah. Speaking of strange things. Ah. What a segue. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, I have finally started watching Stranger Things. Yeah, what do you think? I love this. This is the... This is the second best thing on TV right now. Netflix. Netflix, um, Netflix. On Netflix TV, if your TV has a Netflix and you have an account and an internet connection. Am I going to get done for saying it's on TV? I don't get it. Um, yeah, it's so good. Yep. It's so good. I don't, I, just, I don't know how to start talking about it. I, you start talking about it and I'll finish off. Um, it's obvious inspiration for from the 80s was was brilliant i think it's um it's a is it do you know if it's based off anything is it is it is an original uh, no idea uh, obviously it seems to be based on like a million things oh okay so to me when i'm watching it it feels like i'm watching something that's parts of it especially at the beginning seem heavily inspired by um akira the anime. Um, so, and that was 80, pretty much. So I, I, I can see that they've been heavily inspired by that whole sort of society experimenting with um, people's minds and um, things that a lot, of, a lot of us now believe are not real, not possible. Um, but hey, imagine if they were. <laughs> I mean, I loved it. Um, I find it hard to enjoy things generally, especially if there's something wrong with it. But I couldn't find any flaw with this. Um, everything was done so well. Uh, We're talking in really abstract terms. I know. I don't know how to go into it. Okay, so amazing 80s cinematography, amazing uh, use of contrast, saturation, lighting. The, just the look of this this thing is just to die for it looks wonderful in creamy creamy yellow split tone uh, across the whole thing that makes it look very much like some 80s horror movie um weird synth music all the way down to the synth music the opening title um font <laughs> type type face neon flashing thing um the way the stories are structured the super innocent school characters just like exploring their burgeoning uh uh Exploring what it's like to become teenagers is what I'm going to say. Um, uh, the, the the feeling of another 80s legend, which is the, um, the Goonies, where the kids are the heroes and the adults are the ones which are the characters with faults. All the adults have some kind of fault and they're somehow not quite with it and they're reflective of how we change and get stuck in our ways as we get older. But, I mean, the Goonies had that thing where these kids were just, they were on it. They knew exactly 
what is that? Sean Astin. Season two. He's gonna be in season two. Oh, that's what's his name? Who's in the Goonies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. He played. It's Sam. Yes. Yeah. The um the the real protagonist. What is going on? Sound like someone fell off something <laughs> up there. Upstairs noises. Um, <laughs> Sam, the real protagonist of Lord of the Rings. Yes. He did all the things. Yep, he did everything. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> getting back to Stranger Things. Yes. Goonies. Love the use of the children being the heroes. Mm-hmm. It makes it so watchable. Mm. It adds to the tension. And it adds to the the depth because they treat everything as they find it at face value. And then when they trust something, they trust it a hundred percent and they just go all in and you have that joy of watching children discover the world around them. Mm. But the world around them is just really weird. Yep. Uh, I love that part of it. Yeah. Winona is, um, yeah, man, shit. Winona. God, it's been a while since we've seen her in anything. Um, but I've, oh God. she's easily, I think easily one of the highlights of the show for me. Um, I think, Minus her random weird behavior outside of, of movies and TV, she's a brilliant performer. And I'm, I'm shocked to, ser- to not see her in more things right now. Um, she plays, obviously, the mom, if you haven't seen it yet, she plays the mother of one of the main, main characters. But her role in the entire series is uh, it's really important. It's a, it's a it's a prominent role and um, with, it's, I can't even, I can't praise her <laughs> performance enough. It's, it's just her ability to, to break down on a, in, on a second's notice is, is, is what does it for me. I think she's, she's brilliant. Westworld. The best thing on TV. Yes, absolutely. I think, um, are you up to date? I'm two episodes away. Oh, those two episodes are insane. Sure. Because uh, I've just uh, this morning actually I watched episode three. Yeah. Uh, and we've just um, what happened in it? The man in black. Yeah. Was approached by one of the other visit uh, guests, and he said, "Your foundation." Oh yes, 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 yes. Literally saved my daughter's life. That yeah. was like, oh my god, this guy is a completely different person. Brilliant. It's um, Westworld. I, so I started watching Westworld when we. After we finished, I think it was after Magnificent Seven, I went yeah. on Amazon trying to look for um, something Western to watch because I was like, shit, Western stuff is really cool. Um, and I came across, I knew I was aware Westworld was coming out and I watched the trailer whenever it came out earlier this year. I was like, this looks really interesting. And I didn't realize that it was obviously based off the 1973 film of the same name. Yes. I'd watched this film and I was, I fell in love with it. Even the film being based or being made in 1973, it was way ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we've briefly spoken about this in a previous podcast. But the the film itself is, is you can see you can see the the Terminator influences in it easily, um, and just the film itself. You don't need to, obviously you don't have to have seen the film to watch the series as you know the concept no. is the same, but you know it's not a continuation really. But the, the the series is to me. You're right. It is one of the best series on TV right now. And I don't. I don't. It is better than Game of Thrones. 
I've said that to a couple of people that didn't agree Many, with me. many more boobs than Game of Thrones. Absolutely. <laughs> and and real, not real boobs either. So you'd have to feel guilty if anything happens to them. <laughs> That's a very weird thing to say. <laughs> What's going to happen to them? Oh, dear. Um, this production is something else. I mean, it's Game of Thrones was good. And it is good, and it will be good. Um, But this is something else. (laughs) Um, No one is, even if you've seen the original movie, no one is who you think they are. No. Even in the next two episodes you're about to see that you're going to watch, the development of um, a storyline that's inspired by the original movie over the next sort of two or three episodes. There was a... There's a bit in the episode, in episode three, we just watched. And if you haven't seen it yet, it's not spoilers because it's aired already, so technically it isn't spoilers. It's just, I'm talking about three weeks' episodes here. It was, it's just... Uh, every episode, there's something huge going on, and it's not like... Yeah. It's, there are, there's nothing filler about this show. Nothing. It's, it's just... I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know how they're telling so much without confusing it. Um, it's got to the stage where I come home and we've got stuff to do, and it just turns into a domestic, because I'm like... Fuck everything. I'm going to watch Westworld. <laughs> what? What? Sit down. We're watching Westworld now. Oh, God. Yeah, it's it's something else. I think I'm I'm actually pacing myself. I, that's probably why I haven't watched it in, in however long. I've, I've got two episodes to catch up with and I'm incredibly are excited. You, are you both watching it? Hina's dipping in and out of the episodes. No. I know. What? Because oh. I started watching it without her. Because I didn't think she'd be into it, and then when she watched a bit, she's like, "This is this is freaking amazing." So, um, oh, I want to talk about it. I, I, I'm going to try and talk about it without giving anything away. No, go on, just give it away. No, okay, don't give it away. <laughs> it's still on TV. People are still watching it. <clears throat> um, it's not like they can pause and quickly watch the rest of it. I don't know. It's it's uh, an extension of the respect that. Uh, Mr. Robot paid this Mr. Robot series has paid to sort of IT and technology where they don't try and bullshit and pseudo science their way around technology. There's a there's a one bit coming up which you'll see where um there's a screenshot how shall I describe it? There's a screenshot of uh semantic stacks of words which are being linked together, which is how the machine learning would be doing pattern matching of sentences. Yeah. So there's a visualization of how the machine learning for AI works, mm, yeah. which is pretty cool. And there's lots of things like that. Like even in mid-conversation, there's a lot of dumb things being said, but there's also a lot of things being said which are taken straight out of um, what 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 you're watching there is is in a way it's the the birth of the singularity. I think there's a the author's what's his name Ray Kurzweil. Um, um, it's one of a bunch of authors that that are discussing this thing called the singularity, which will occur. A singularity is obviously a, a like a, like a the emergence of a black hole when gravitational field collapses in on itself in physics. But what they're talking about is that type of um, effect happening with AI when an an AI gets to a stage where it can self reflect, um, learn how it's made itself and how the world around it seems to be working and start to self-evolve and at that point it should explode um with a rate of evolution that grows like a like a black hole 
or an exploding star. Um, and we won't be able to keep up with it. We won't be able to examine it. We won't be able to do, to do anything. And there are elements of that um, as a subtext going on in this story, which is very cool from a, from a sort of computer science-y um, technology person. You know what's interesting? I'm yep. just reading the synopsis of this book. Yeah. Uh, well, not synopsis of the blurb even. Oh, well, if you just, which book is that? Singularity the... is near. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. This sounds uh, eerily familiar and it sounds it's so reminiscent of Deus Ex. Yeah, as well. That's um, another one. Especially well, when the you first get, game, that's what they had. Yeah, well, when you get into the second game, this yeah. becomes even more prominent, this, this singularity thing. Uh, like, everyone's losing their minds. The people who have been augmented, they're starting to change. So, yeah, yeah. I won't say anymore, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's brilliant. Okay. I like that. I like the comparison. Cool. So those are the, I think those are the big, the big ones. Um, Stranger Things, Westworld, and Doctor Strange are at the top of the list from the, for this month. So one more thing, actually. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and it was a show I just I stumbled across randomly on one day. I saw it kept popping up, um, but I saw it. it's called Easy. Uh, it's also a Netflix show. Oh, we live in Leicester, so don't you have to say Easy. It is um, fundamentally it is show is a show about relationships um, and not just, you know, man and woman relationships, woman, woman relationships. It's not, not just it's, it's about relationships across, I don't know, all, all, all kinds of, so it's brother, brothers, brothers, it's about uh, a brother relationship. It's about, you know, a family relationship, all sorts of things. It's, it's a. Uh, it's not the best thing I've ever seen, but it's it's definitely one of the most interesting things I've ever seen. I've heard I've heard good things about it. Orlando Bloom's in it, apparently. Yeah, Orlando Bloom takes place. He has a threesome with Malin Ackerman and Katie Mikuchi. I don't know if you're just making sounds now. I know it just it sounds like I'm making sounds. Have you seen Big Bang Theory before? Yes. Katie Mikuchi dates Raj for a while. She's the one with the big eyes, the so, small head. So this is an in-depth character-driven drama that explores the relationships. Mm-hmm. But you're just telling me about the threes. Well, that's the episode Orlando Bloom is in. Right. Okay. He takes place in the but it's the, the couple that he's in, there is strange because they've got a kid. Yeah. They obviously love each other really much. They are a lot. Yeah. But... They're also exploring different ways of sexuality. It's, it's really strange. It's a strange show. It's definitely one of the most strangest show, shows I've seen in terms of a, a normal human perspective. Um, but one of the things I really like about the show, and I've always kind of hated about normal shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got on ticket. <laughs> was. Um, Are you snapping your fingers to wake me up? Yes. Um, okay, cool. No, it sounds really interesting. No, it is. It's lying, uh, obviously. One of, the, one of the most interesting parts about this show is, um, you know how in films and TV you see people, they'll, they'll, it almost feels like they're reading a script. There's never any mistakes. It's always so perfect, so clean. Dialogue is always well delivered. The one thing I like about the show is it's the, the conversations they have are organic. It's not, you know, they'll stop mid-sentence and they'll 
you know, act like they're thinking or there's ums and there's ahs and there's there's natural pauses in the conversation. It makes it seem so real. It makes it seem like you're almost watching a documentary because it's it's all the camera shots are handheld as well. So it's really kind of really well shot. It's organic. It's it seems like a real documentary. I'm I'm with celebrities, which is weird. Yeah, no, no. It, it sounds interesting, and I should watch it at some point. I think um, character-driven explorations of relationships with sort of good-looking people, um, dialogues and things uh with long dialogues uh, at the moment there are elements of that which is just you know the, the dialogues that cover things that you should say things you shouldn't say when you say a wrong thing how do you get into how do you get in and out of a situation that's awkward how do you discuss a thing that's unmentionable how do you um once you're in an argument how do you get out of it and i feel like that's my life <laughs> This is what I do day in, day out. I want to watch an adventure that gets me uh, away and clears my head and yeah, versus yeah. me. That's is where mean. I am. I still do want to watch it because I've read good things about it and heard good things about it from you and other places. I, I guess I guess what, why I like it so much is because of their ability to be able to tell the story that is so, I don't want to use the word realistic, but you know, so real. Um, yes, we do watch things too escape and it is ultimately it's all about escapism but it's nice to kind of observe yes how it's no. able to be able to to be replicated in a in a format or a medium such as this is that to me is interesting um i'm gonna say five seconds on mortal instruments never seen it series on netflix i've, I've seen the things uh and the thumbnails and stuff i've never clicked on it just doesn't look interesting to me. I'm on episode three. Good. No, painful. Uh, really? What do you do these to yourself? Just, I don't know. You're I wasting time. Want it to be good. I want it to just suddenly be good, and suddenly everything makes sense. And the person who was really shit at acting was because they were actually playing a completely different character. That was no, they're just shit at acting. And oh no, it's just not happening. And it's just. I don't know who the audience for that is. I mean, you do this to yourself. Yeah. You watch these shows that are just not very good and then you complain about them. But then well, I would never be... have found the skin fade Manu Bennett. But then, <laughs> then you can you can use this time that you waste watching these horrible shows watching good shows yeah. like Black Mirror. Yes, I, that was on the list. I'm going to watch that. Um, I instead, I tell you what I did do. I watched Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And Jessica Jones, yeah, both season one, again from the beginning. Did you watch season two or did I watch season one? I'm watching season two now. Okay, but I watched because she hadn't seen them. Mm. The boss hadn't seen them, so we sat down and I said, "Watch this." She said, "I don't, I don't want to watch it." I said, "Just watch it. It's good." Yeah. Uh, within two episodes, she was like, "This is this is put the next one on." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we, we've binged our way through uh, the first season of both again. And she loves them. She, she you know, everyone. Same. Uh, um, my other half, like she, she won't let me watch it by myself. Um, we watched when it was the first episode. I actually said to her, I said, look, I'm going to grab her. I said, we have to watch this together. So we watched it and it was the end of the first episode. I heard there's a second episode of season one where that fight scene happened. Yeah, and it was after that we were like, "Shit, this is, this is the best thing going right now." Well, the one in season two for me was 
was even more impressive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were there were glimmers of they were trying to almost replicate from season one, but then it just took a whole new spin. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was so good. It was like a it was like watching someone do a ten minute round in a ring. Yeah. It was just who does that? Yep. It was just a physical achievement. Mm. Just as a physical achievement rather than a scene, it was just impressive. Um, almost broke that fourth wall because it was so like what yeah fuck? yeah this is like i haven't seen fight scenes this intricate and mm. long and well put together since the days of bruce well it, i was just gonna say it reminded me of um it reminded me of oh, the big watching? boss it reminded me of uh, what was it ong back okay yeah very much like ong back because they had very one-shot takes, um, like one-shot takes that would just carry on, and never finish. Like those fights, there was a, I think it might have been the uh, back. It was where he's in the tall building, and he's going down, and he's fighting himself. Is he going towards? He's going up or going down? Whatever he's 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 fighting himself up the way to the building, and he's just beating the shit out of everybody. It's just uh, yeah, but it feels like they've got the stunt team from the raid and said yes, and that as well, yeah. <laughs> Come and come and choreograph Daredevil season two. It's good. Um, yeah, and of course Luke Cage. Oh man, I could do an entire I haven't seen thing it on Luke Cage. So um, are, you, are you gonna watch it? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're still. The problem is, we've got a lot of things to watch right now. We're just finishing Suits off. It's got black people in it. Oh, is that gonna be cool with us? I'm sure it'll be okay. Um, I can get myself through that. I'm going to have to cut this stuff out, man. People are going to beat me up. I swear to God. <laughs> I made a black friend last week, so I don't oh, want to Jesus. lose him. You sound ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't lose him. I made a black friend last week. I'm cutting the shower. <laughs> um, no, I haven't seen it yet. but we, I can, we, I can, You can leave it in and I can save you. How? We have lots of conversations. Um... um about hip hop, about urban culture, about black culture, about the meaning that I find in the history and um, lyrics of that music, which you sometimes say to me, why do you listen to some of this shit? Because this sounds like this. And it's like, yeah, some of it's wrong, but some of it is deep shit. Some of it is, is stuff that needs to be said. It's stuff that needs to be out there. And, and a big part of that is back to the conversation we've had uh, many other times, sometimes on the podcast, which is the sort of Western Anglo-centric world that we live in that just produces one white superhero after another. Luke Cage is, uh, is needed for other reasons in society. He's, you got, I don't want to say anything. You've got to watch it. He's so cool. Okay, cool. All right, I will. I will. I watch it. I, we need to watch it. We just have a lot of we, our, our our backlog of series is is clogged up right now. We're finishing Suits off. We're in see the latest season. Season six. Have we seen Suits yet? No. Oh shit! Need to watch Suits. I tell you what. One more thing about Luke Cage. Gone. About sixty percent of the tracks on the Luke Cage soundtrack. Yep. <laughs> are on this long-ass training list that I've got that I use in the gym. And it was like, did someone just lift my training list of old hip-hop tracks and put them on 
the Luke Cage sound. It's so weird. When does it take place? When is the time period? Uh, I'm not going to say. You don't need to. Okay, well, I will say is you don't need to have watched Jessica Jones to watch Luke I didn't, Cage. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, the, yeah. I've heard, was it based in the 70s? No. No. No, 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 no. No, it's still, it's still post-Reva. Oh. It's not like... Yeah, I don't know. You have you, so you've not seen any of it? No. No, it's not. It's in Harlem, though. Which, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, it's too good. Okay. Bulletproof love. We'll watch that. We will... Is that what he's called? Yeah. To me. Oh. He's, in, he's, he's called that in my head. This is when I know we've reached the end of an episode. Yeah. I don't, it was funny because I, I went into this episode thinking that we were supposed to talk about something and then we ended up talking about things we watched and... What were we supposed to talk about something? I don't know. I thought, were we? We weren't supposed to know. I just made a huge list of loads of shit. That's what I did. <laughs> I just carried out. We've watched so morning. much stuff. There's nothing else we can do. We should have a topic for the next one, I think. This has been good. Yeah, we need to have a few views every so often. Watch Luke Cage with your other half. I'll watch it. Yeah. How many episodes? 10, 12? Don't know. Can't remember. 13 usually. 13. Cool. All right. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's... Um, the end of this month. Uh, what we what we do next month? What do you mean? You're gonna do that audio one. Audio one. The soundtracks and sound- oh yeah, that'd be good. Um, I uh, that if you I mean, even a lot of you don't know, no one you knows actually. Um, I'm a big listener of um, film scores, so not like music from films, not like artists, but. Composers, so you know Michael Giacchino, John Williams, James Horner, that kind of stuff. The music that they compose for films, I'm a big, big listener of. And there's so much that goes into this. When not so much obviously making the music, where the music that's played in the background is is such a huge part of film, and especially when they start using tracks, which we've seen a big emergence of recently. Um, when they start using actual tracks from specific periods, whatever that may be, it, it plays such a huge role in film. And that's something we're going to visit as well. We've, we've touched on it this episode and we've touched on it in the past before. As in commercial tracks commercial from tracks. a time period. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we spoke about um, Hooked on a Feeling. Hooked on a Feeling, that's what it's called. Hooked on a Feeling. Sabotage and... Uh, we Deep spoke about Sorry. of me. In my head, it just plays continuously. Yeah. We just had it on at work over and over again. Sorry, carry on. Horrible. Um, we spoke about the absolute misuse of it from Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Um, Go away. But this is a discussion in itself, and we're going to be revisiting that, that next month because it's been a discussion between us for a while. We never kind of... We never planned it out, but we're going to plan it out, and we're going to have discuss this next next episode because it's a it's a huge talking point. I think um, scores have been such a huge part of films, and uh, they're just getting better. Like Doctor Strange influences from that. Like Renaissance. have you heard the soundtrack? Well, only in the film. Yeah, the, very like Renaissancey. I think it was. Oh called, yes, no, I have heard it. Yeah, yes, you have, yeah. yes, yes. Very like Baroque. Yeah, it was called cool, Baroque, very yeah. cool. Oh yeah, it's so nice to listen to. It's good coding music. Yes. Technology people. 
Um, so yeah, it's we're going to be talking about that next month. So that should be interesting. But next, well, we're, on, we're on episode forty right now, aren't we? Oh, happy fortieth yeah. birthday! We started. We started recording. Happy first birthday, really. We've been recording together for one year. For one year. We kept it up as well. How about that? Yes. Um, <laughs> we actually started on episode 31, though. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah. yeah, keep it up. 31. Episode 31. We, we started recording on that was the Star Wars one. Just looking at Luke Cage tracks. And the 10th one. Oh, yeah, we're in November right now. Shit, yeah. Episode 41. Exactly 10 episodes from the last one we did would be the next Star Wars one. Oh, really? How cool is that? Because next month is Star Wars. Next month is Star Wars, and we'll be <laughs> recording the podcast straight after watching Star oh Wars, like two days after. That'll be cool. That'll be really cool. That's a big uh, milestone. A bit of clear the calendar, make sure there's nothing going on, yeah, make sure we can record. Thing. Oh my God, that's exciting. Yes. I'm now just excited for next month. I know, I know. <laughs> cool. Okay, so... Uh, Okay, so you got anything to say? No. Nope. Okay, if you like this, check us out on iTunes. Hit subscribe and add us to your collection. We're also on Stitcher if that's your thing. We're also on Twitter at Movieville Kazed and Kushal Joshi. Um, visit us on www.movieville.org. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Movieville. That's it. I've been Karan. Hi, Karan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. See you in four.